0: what's up my guy what's going right. on hey man I appreciate you for joining me how you feeling
1: i'm good i'm good appreciate you having me my father so, so. jumping on
0: late my fault <laughs> no you're good you're good so you uh where you at right now you in japan right yeah i'm in japan i'm in a city called sapporo in japan it's uh the northern
1: island northern how island. is it i know it's <laughs> different from the states man Man, it's you know what? Japan is cool. Japan's real cool 'cause they uh they got they got some influence from the states, but then they like don't want Western influence at all. Like they got like we got two Seven Elevens on like right down here, <laughs> right down the street from me, and everything stays open 24 hours like the states. They got like Costco out here. They got you know, um, but then they got other sh- stuff that's unique to their culture like uh, like karaoke and shit like that. And, you know, they what haven't a, shut down at all. So, it's cool.
0: <laughs> what about the food, though? Is it, is it you trying oh, different fire. foods out there? Or are you fire. Just... Fire, yeah. I, I
1: always try I always try different foods everywhere I go. Um, you know, if I'm out here, I'm going to try and embrace my – you know, get embraced in the culture or uh, ingrained in the culture. And, uh, like, sushi. Obviously, I love sushi. So, that's easy. They got this other stuff, like, called shabu-shabu, which is, like – it's, like, uh, pretty much, like, beef and you take it and you dip it in this soup. It's hot soup, and then they got vegetables and stuff. No, the food the food is fire. But they eat like black folks, too, for real. It's, just, <laughs> it's, pre, it's presented, it's just presented differently. Like, like, they they eat fried chicken and rice. It's just presented differently. Like, it's, it's, pretty much the, it's pretty much the same. Oh, so you ain't got no complaints. As long as you eat good, exactly. that's all that matters. Chilling, exactly. Dude, I got good food, hooping and some spots to go, and they didn't shut down here, like I said. So it's, it's cool, it's solid.
0: Okay, okay, back. Once again, man, thanks for, you know, taking time out of your day. I know we was kind of having some – the time zone difference is crazy from where I'm at to you, so I was like, all right. But we was able to figure it out, man. Like I said, I'm a big fan, so I'm really excited to have you on, man. It mean a lot. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Just to start off, bro, some of these questions I'm going to ask you, I'm going to kind of, you know, put you on the spot a little bit, you know, about basketball and stuff like that. But it's all good, though. No doubt. I, uh, I,
1: see some, I see you got these comments down here, Io on here, yeah Io, I found a, I found a, uh, found a barber, he's, a, he's Japanese and stuff, so I had to comment <laughs> on that, and I see Chris Chris on there too, I got a cut, uh, you know, I just didn't brush my hair, I just woke up, man, <laughs> he, brushed, he brushed my hair, my boy, I didn't mean to interrupt you,
0: go ahead. No, you good, you good, uh, so like, just to start off, bro, for those who don't know who you are, just kind of give them a quick rundown of, you know, where you from, you know, how was it growing up for, for you and stuff like that?
1: Uh, it was cool, man. I'm from you know Minneapolis, Minnesota, or or Bloomington, Minnesota, uh, right outside Minneapolis. Um, it was dope. I was I was very fortunate. Um, in a lot of ways, the way I grew up, honestly, and I see Chris, I see Chris on here. You know, Chris Carr was huge in my development uh, over at 43 Hoops in Minneapolis. You know, he let us come in there and and use the gym, and he would train us personally. And Really, it you know it was. I, I don't think people understand. How lucky you are to have pros, and especially an NBA vet and vets, teach you um, the game at such a young age. Especially now with these younger guys, it like I be I'm looking at dudes in the NBA who are extremely talented, and it's like a lot of these dudes really don't know how to play basketball. They're extremely talented, but they don't they don't really you know, which is why I think you see guys like Tyus Jones have such an impact on on teams he's on. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I remember. I remember little stuff, like even when I was a kid having Chris, I came off a ball screen. I think I like, curled it and the, the, the defender heads, and I tried to go around it, and Chris pulled me aside and was just like, next time, stretch him out. If you got a big that pops, stretch him out and throw it back to the big, and he'll be wide open for a shot. So just little stuff like that, um, you know, helps you understand the game when you're 15, you know, goes a long
0: way. Yeah. So how was it, you know, just growing up out there in Minnesota? You know, definitely – Midwest is something different with the weather and stuff like that. Yeah. So just coming from Minnesota, how was it? Was it? Did you uh, feel like it was harder? Because it's like Minnesota is kind of a you know what I'm saying a small state. Nah, honestly, I think
1: f- for me, I think it was I'm not gonna say easier, mm-hmm. but it worked out for me. Like if yeah. I was from LA, I'm not. I'm not going to UCLA with my. Like I can play. I'm, I'm very. I believe in my talent. Yeah. But, you know, I'm in, for instance, I'm in a class with Drew Holiday. I'm not more talented than Drew Holiday. I'm, if I'm from L.A., I'm not going to UCLA. I'm probably not going to USC. And yeah. I think, you know, being from Minnesota and being the best player in Minneapolis or one of the best players in Minneapolis and going to Wisconsin, you know, helped me build my profile going to a big school as opposed to being from a bigger city and having to go to maybe a smaller school regionally. So, you know, I think it's just all about perspective. Um, you know, I'm sure guys, some guys might think it's more difficult. But for me personally – you know, I think it, it worked out, and I had some other schools. I chose Wisconsin, and you know, it was a, uh, it was, it was cool. So, uh, Minneapolis had Minneapolis has had a lot of talent. You yeah. know, now you got Jalen Suggs and Chet and everybody say Minnesota yeah. page and Minnesota basketball. But you know, when I was growing up, Khalid is still Khalid Alameen is still the best high school basketball player I've seen. That includes Jalen and all those dudes and Tyus. Khalid was unbelievable. So, and Chris Humphrey. So. I we, we've been had town, and I think those those guys are probably just taking it to another level with this one-and-done and stuff like that. But, you know, Chris is one-and-done too,
0: so. Thanks. Okay. Now the first question I always start off with, for everybody that comes on, is who is the GOAT? Is it MJ, Kobe, or Bron? <laughs> and then put them in order.
1: Yeah, Yo, you're going to make me answer this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Kobe, it's, it just depends on your preference. For me, it's LeBron because I okay. grew up – I grew up watching LeBron Okay, you know, the, you know, the shot in Utah for Jordan, I was like nine, eight, nine years old. And that was probably, that was one of my first like memorable, memorable basketball memories. But you know, that was the end of Jordan. Yeah. You know, I grew up, I remember sitting in my parents' room watching Bron, you know, have like 29 and nine or whatever it was in Sacramento, you know, in 2003. Yeah. So that's, that's what I grew up. So for me, it's Bron. A lot of the, uh, the thing that plays into the GOAT conversation for me is is really – it's an emotional conversation. It's not really about, like, basketball. It's about what, what – who you're tied to. Yeah. And a lot of – you know, my dad said Kareem was the GOAT. So, yeah. for me, it's Bron, uh, then MJ, and then, honestly, I probably would go Shaq third before Kobe. Uh, just, you know, Kobe's impact on the game, RIP, is, is amazing. But, you know, Shaq really dominated – uh, yeah. Shaq dominated the NBA for a stretch of period, similar to how LeBron did from '95 to 2005, yeah. 2006, when whatever team he was on was going to be in the Western Conference Finals or the yeah. NBA Finals. So, nice. or, the, or the Conference Finals or, or NBA
0: Finals. So, okay. Now, coming up for you, when did you when did you um, realize basketball is what you want to do with your life? Was it a certain person in your life that put the ball in your hand, or was it just like was it a part of the family? You just grew into it? Or, like, who was that person for you? Nah, my – shoot, my dad, my dad did. Well, honestly,
1: my dad coached my brother. I knew I wanted to play basketball. I used to go to the Timberwolves games and sit in the upper deck and watch yeah. KV and, and Terrell Brandon and just being in that atmosphere and seeing, you know, and just falling in love with the game. And I, you know, grew up on Stephon Marbury, too, was there when I was young. Um and, you know, I obviously movies and stuff like that. I, it's probably my dad, but my dad's not a hooper. My dad's a nerd. He's a financial advisor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love my dad, but then, no, he, he's not a hooper. He was a baseball player, too. So, um, but it's probably him. Like, he, he still exposed me to all that. And, you know, once I got exposed to all that, it was a wrap.
0: And you were on like, what age were you? Were you, like? Oh, shoot. Man, I was young.
1: OK, was so you play. started off
0: super young. Yeah, I was probably, I started playing when I was like
1: six, but when I really knew I wanted to play basketball, I was probably like, when I knew I wanted to try and make it to the NBA, I was probably like 12, to probably Hopefully. like 11, 12, but I knew okay. I wanted, to play, I love playing basketball since I was like six. Okay.
0: Um, growing up, who was like your favorite player growing up? Who was somebody that you were constantly watching film on, taking yeah. moves from them and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, super young. It was it was tough. It was, again, it was different back then because you, you didn't have – I didn't have league pass. And, you know, yeah. the internet, Instagram wasn't around, so you just watched who was there locally. So yeah. I watched Steph and Steph and uh, I watched Stephon Marbury. Terrell Brandon was big. Yeah. Um, Chauncey for a little bit. And then, you know, once I got older, it was CP all the time. I watched as much CP as I could. I got to go to his – uh when I was in college, I went to his elite camp after my junior year. And, you know, just got to work out with him and to see him – the way he interacts with dudes, he's one of the best. I mean, I don't know him like that, mm-hmm. he's one of the best dudes that I've seen as far as the NBA. Like, he's in the drills telling you, you know, to, talking about your footwork, trying to give you any, like, kind of intimate uh, feedback, for lack of a better term. Um, so, yeah.
0: Okay. Now, if you had to give me your top five NBA players right now, everybody healthy, who would yeah. be your top five? Oh, man. Uh, Bron, easy. Got to be in order. Whichever you can do order, whichever. One through five right. positions, right. however you want to do
1: it. Alright, I'll try to do it in order. Bra Brian, Brian would be one, um, KD's two. Uh James Harden is three. Steph is four. And I'll go I'll go with Kawhi at five. Okay. okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah.
0: At all. Yeah. So do you have like a favorite basketball moment in your career? Uh <laughs> personally? Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, definitely
1: the two games that we won at Cold 7 were fans stormed the court, Ohio State, and, uh, you know, Ohio State was number one, and we beat them. And then um, Duke, when we played Duke the year they won the national championship and beat them beat them at home with, like, John Shire and Nolan Smith. Yeah. Uh, so that probably definitely those two. it's um, probably other ones. Winning the state championship in high school. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, de- definitely a lot, definitely a lot. But those two stand out.
0: Okay, now who is you know as a hooper, who is that that the hardest person that you ever played against before, or the hardest person you ever had to guard before? <laughs> uh probably D Rose. Ooh. D Rose is yeah
1: his his speed. Uh, it's it was something that it, it, honestly it was it was great for me because you know playing against come from Minnesota, you wanted be- better players like I said, and then you go to out on the circuit. And you see D Rose and you kind of feeling yourself, and you know, he makes you feel like you're just standing still for, you know, 30 minutes. And I'm just <laughs> so I was like, so where'd you play against D Rose at? At Peach Jam. He, he and Eric Gordon were actually on the same team. Uh, oh, Main Streets, uh, right? On, on Main Streets, yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely him. Honestly, another dude is D- Dimitri McCamey at Illinois. And he didn't, he didn't end up making it to the league, but he was. He ended up, I think he got hurt his senior year or something yeah. happened. But he with Evan Turner. Um, he yeah. was, all them dudes was killers, but D-Rose, his speed was just, man, it was, uh, it was, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Paralyzing. Like you just, you felt like you was just stuck. Like you didn't know
0: where <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because yesterday I had, uh, John Lucas on here. Okay. And he told me if you ask anybody in the league, if it wasn't for injuries, D-Rose would be the best point guard in the league right now. Do you agree? No, no question. No question, he would. He was the second. I mean,
1: he was the second best player in the league to me at the time. It was Bron, but he to me he would have been one of the best to ever do it. I don't know how many championships he would have won. Yeah. I don't know about all that, but he would. That man was a different monster. And without the injuries, he'd be. I, I don't even. I don't even know. It's it's hard to imagine exactly what it was, just because you know you never know. Winning is so circumstantial. Yeah. You're the the youngest NBA team ever, bro man him him as an individual and it it was it it was unreal it was unbelievable yeah
0: and and it's crazy because just just being from chicago bro d rose is like everything to us like back in the day how mj was to like our parents and stuff like that that's how like d rose is to us so like when he was doing good he was like oh yeah we got a new mj then when he got hurt it's like the whole town like lost their soul bro when he tore uh acl he was just like, "Come on, man! He wasn't even supposed to be in the game, man." Man, that's and honestly that's that's one of my favorite basketball memories. It was not even my own was when
1: D Rose came to Minnesota, and yeah. you know I've been I've had a bunch of injuries myself, like two hip surgeries and the ankle surgery, surgery, like a bunch. So I kind of felt, and it would happen around the same time D Rose was going through his. So you know I was always that kind of made me more of a fan of his. And when yeah, he came back yeah. and dropped 50, I was low key in the apartment, you know, tearing up with him. Like, I was, yeah. I, cause yeah. I was happy for him. I was like, damn, that man. Cause I don't think people understand it, t- what it takes the grind, the, the mental grind to go through all those injuries, especially when you're at that level. Yeah. Like, you, he was the MVP of the league and he fell off because his body failed him. So yes. for him to come
0: back and, and, and still do all that was, was crazy. Thanks. And that kind of, you kind of like answered that already, but like, yeah. What was something that you had to overcome in life that you never thought you would, that made you the person you are today?
1: Oh man. Um, Honestly, going into my senior year, I had ankle surgery and then I found out two years later, my hip was messed up and that was right before all my pre-draft stuff. It was right, right after my best year in college, my junior year, I was all American. And then, you know, my whole senior year, I was just never right. And I could never really figure out what it was. I did all the rehab and and stuff like that. But, um, so that, you know, it was, it was something that really hurt and it took me a long time to kind of get over. I couldn't really understand why, you know, at that time I had to get hurt and injuries happen; as a part of the game, but I just couldn't yeah. understand why it happened at that time. And, you know, I just, I never really got fully healthy for, you know, since that for, for a long, long time. But, you know, it's also, um, it's also made me, it's also turned me into a stronger person, uh, it made me kind of realized one there's things outside of basketball um but also you know it's all it, as an athlete we we have a lot of experiences that are kind of not um they're they're out of the ordinary we kind of feel i feel like you kind of separated from society when you you know play at a certain level to a degree, and that kind of brings you back and makes you understand. Put things in perspective everybody has struggles everybody so if my struggle is you know being injured and not being able to make it to the league or whatever and then you know i'm still blessed to be able to play and that that's really nothing so i kind of it almost it almost gave me graciousness in in a way so
0: yeah but are you, you all good now though is it like all healed up or are you still you know dealing uh, with side effects of
1: it yeah you still do, deal with side effects like stiffness and stuff like that but you know you make it through
0: you figure it out so yeah okay now for you, how was how was your recruiting process? You know, was it a stressful one? Did you really enjoy it? And like, what were some of the schools that you know were interested in you that you potentially almost went to? Uh,
1: man, I hated it. I hated it because I <laughs> I hated talking on the phone to coaches. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't stand it. I just wanted I wanted to play basketball, kick it with my friends. If I wasn't in the gym, I was with my friends. And mm-hmm. you know that was like I said that was part of life. Where it was like almost it's. Is not normal. That's all I did, and I got to do. I still do that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I think Notre Dame was a school that I really was interested in. Um, but honestly, I chose Wisconsin because Coach Guard just he, uh, he he gave me feedback the entire time. Like even if I wasn't gonna go there, and it was always real feedback. Like, he was like, "What do you want to do with basketball? I want to play in the NBA." He's like, "Well, you know," he gave me the odds on playing in the NBA, and they're like, "We can try and help you, but we can help you do all this stuff too." And we can try and show you the way on how to get there and how, what the work and what the work is going to be. So ultimately, that's what made me choose Wisconsin. Um, but you know, Notre Dame and Penn State were two of the other schools that I had looked at. Um, but I committed real early before my junior year even started because I hated the process so much. <laughs> and Wisconsin, I went, to, I went to a Wisconsin football game. I was like, I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I man, went to a football game, couldn't stand the process. I didn't even know what the swing offense was at the time. I was like. <laughs> I knew I'd have a chance to play uh early
0: so I was like let's do it. So did you, it did you did you get any more offers after that after you committed that kind of made you wish you wouldn't commit so early?
1: Nah, not
0: really. Um okay.
1: Minnesota Minnesota came on. And nobody really offered back then. It was like and I wasn't like uh I wasn't like a top 25 30 recruit mm-hmm. so nobody was really doing none of that wild stuff with me. Yeah. But I had schools kind of like, you know, nudge me on the arm type, you know, go talk to go talk to coach type stuff, but yeah. I, was, I was I was
0: locked in. Okay. Now, for you, how was it, like, the different styles of play? You know, high school is more of, you know, you go practice and you go home. College yeah. is more like – it's a lot different. You know, you got the early morning weights and film and practice and then class and then film and then sleep. Like, and then the pros, you know, it's, it's different. So yeah. how much each level, how did you maintain to elevate, you know, and keep a stable mindset to – play at these three different levels? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Um,
0: honestly, again, I was lucky. My coach, John Moore,
1: uh, he had been around basketball um, his whole life. He actually, you know, he was a part owner of the Timberwolves um, when I was in high school. So he had been around the pro level. So he actually brought in the Timberwolves strength coach at the time at high, in high school. So we would have lifting sessions, And, again, working with Chris Carr, among other people and, and Renee Pulley and, and Coach Love, Antoine Harris, um, you got you really got exposed to what it was like um to be to play at a higher level early. So once you got there it was easy. It was almost like, oh, this is it. Like it was a little more work, you know, it was a little more intense, a little more competitive. But it was just like, oh, okay, this is routine at this point. And you know, in college, to be honest, college was even harder work than it is to be a pro because college is like College is mandatory. You gotta wake up at six thirty in the morning where yeah. it's like, damn, I'm not trying, man. <laughs> you know as a as a pro, it's like, all right, you gotta get your work done, but you set your own schedule. So if you wanna go at nine PM, you know, okay, cool. But it's so it, it's a lot easier and the discipline has already been um established, uh, for me, luckily. So it's like, you know, it's really being being a pro is a lot easier.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of my friends that went to college, they said, Man, bro, they're almost like willing to quit It's like it's tough yeah. man yeah it's yeah, tough. yeah so yeah. how long did it take you to actually adjust when you first got there
1: yeah that so it, it took me a minute but it was, it was it probably took me like 2 months to really adjust but it wasn't it wasn't the work or the schedule it was more the adjustment of change and and moving into a new environment cuz yeah. you know it's like for me i went and in June, and all my friends are you know they at the crib celebrating graduating high school, having a good summer, you know they chilling going to going to parties and stuff and you know yeah, i'm sure. you know, I'm in a brand new place where I don't really know anybody mm-hmm. and you know obviously you have your teammates, but that's new too, so you kinda you're just trying to feel it out and then yeah, you gotta yeah. text everybody and see what everybody else is doing and it's so yeah, so it's for true. me, that was the toughest adjustment um and I, no, I definitely wanted to quit too. Waking up, especially as the as the colder months came, waking up at 6:30 a.m. and that yeah, that was, winter uh, smacking you in the face. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, God. like, matter of fact, I almost turned one time. I think uh, maybe in like November, I was already adjusted, but I woke up to go to lift at 6:30 the day after a game and walked outside. It was so cold. I got hit in the face with that wind. I, I turned around, went back inside, and called my mom. Like, yo, I don't know This this is for me. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but man, me, bro, you, you, you from Minnesota, time. man. The Minnesota winters are crazy, man. So I thought you would be a, a, like used to it by now. Hey,
1: man, I'm still black. You know we don't mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know,
0: you know, you know we,
1: you know we're tropical people, man. I'm up here yeah. in Florida right now. You look out my window; it's the snowiest city in the world. It's like top five snowiest city in the world. I'm like, oh man,
0: yeah. it's, it's dope here. I'm like, oh man, nah, this this ain't it. So okay. <laughs> Now, you, I know you, you named a couple of hoopers from Minnesota. Yeah. So if you were to create a team, five five people from Minnesota all the time, who would be your five from Minnesota? Ooh, got you. see That's tough. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> hey, I told you I'm going to get you, bro. Yeah,
1: that's a tough question because how are we going? Are we going just based off high school basketball? Or are we going based off entire careers?
0: Hey, whoever your five is, all the time. If they played in the 40s and played in the league, hey, that's part of your five. So however I want to do it, okay.
1: However you want to do
0: it? Just got to be from Minnesota.
1: Okay, okay. I'll go my five. I'll go Khalid uh, Elamin just because he, you know, if you you really – he's small. He's 5'10". He's low-key. I mean, not low-key. He is chunky. And Mm -hmm. the dude is a killer. Like, he's walking up the court telling people where to go. He'll give you 40, but he'll also have 12 and 9. You know, he played until he was 38, 39 years old at a pretty high level, even overseas. Um, so he's definitely on there. I got to go. I put Tyus, uh, Tyus Jones in there just yeah. because you know, the thing that's most impressive to me about Tyus is he was a McDonald's All-American. He's kind of an anomaly. Like he has all these crazy accolades, but yeah. again, he's not crazy athletic. He's yeah. not. He's, he's just a cerebral guy, and he's been so good. For a long time, which I think people don't understand how difficult that is to be. You know, I remember when I was in college and Tyus was like fourteen, and then like, Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, and to be able to maintain that until he's now twenty four, twenty five is incredibly impressive. Right. Uh, so he's in there. Uh, I'll put Chris Humphreys in there. Chris is just a beast. Um, you know, he's he tough to stop. I got to put John lure in there. Um, you know, John Luehr is a dude who quiet, quietly had maybe the second or third best career so far out of anybody from Minnesota. You know what I mean? A ton of yeah. money playing basketball. was All-American in college, eight years in the league. Um, so I'll put him in there. And then last. Last spot. Last spot. God damn. Last spot. Were you into it? I'm not. I'm not. I can't put. I'm a disclaimer first. I can't put Jalen Suggs or Chet Holmgren in there yet because they're too young.
0: Okay, they're, not, sorry Fair they're enough. Not.
1: They, they still have so much basketball left to play.
0: Fair enough, so, okay. Uh, so they're not in there. Um, I'll probably put Troy Bell in there for now. I'll it was this one guy there. I can't think of. Uh, because I came to Minnesota for like I was like a sophomore for a basketball event, I think I was in like Egan, Minnesota, yeah. yeah, yeah. Egan. Yep, yep, and uh, dang, was oh, Rashad Vaughn, Rashad, yeah, shoddy Cole. Yeah, he's, he's nice. nice. He, he was there. I was like, oh, yeah, he was killing us, bro. Yeah, shoddy, shoddy
1: tough, too, and, you know, I, I put Troy Troy as a dude. Troy, a lot of people don't remember, was a damn near lottery pick in LeBron's draft class, which is Oh, yeah, they tell you, know. Troy yeah, Troy
0: Bell. They wonder where you got him at, Yup. Yeah. yeah, they uh, – Somebody said Devin George. I didn't know he was from Minnesota. Devin George went to my high school. So, Devin George, okay. was,
1: uh, he was like one and he grew seven inches in college.
0: Um,
1: okay. Went, like D3 school. Um. But yeah, Troy Troy Bell was uh he was a damn he was like sixteenth pick in the O three class, which I mean, like everybody knows one of the best classes ever. But yeah. I know Troy had a bunch of injuries as well, um yeah. knee injuries and stuff like that. And then he decided he wanted to be a boxer and a singer too. But yeah. you know, he was two time two time ACC two time Big East player of the year too. Um mm-hmm. back when Big East was the big East. So he he was cold. I don't know I don't know if I've seen a lot of dudes as quick off their feet as Troy was. Um so yeah i'll probably go to f5 i could definitely change it up you know that's just okay you put me on the spot so that's just i told (laughs) you bro i told you okay uh, yeah that's what i came with okay so this
0: question i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna say like the skill and you tell me what player you would get that from okay so passing who would you take the passing skill from man for chris paul no, no,
1: no, no, no. You fam- hold on. Are you familiar with uh with, with Milo Steadosius? I don't think so. said he played, he's a European. He played in Cheska for a long time in Euroleague for a long time. And look him up. And he played in, he played with the Clippers for like a year. Look him up. Oh, I think I knew you talking
0: about he got like that long hair.
1: He got the, the longer hair. Okay. He, got, he, he moved move real fast. I don't think he's like uh, the best, but just his style is crazy. I, w- I wish I had his style of passes he made. Wait, wait, so you gonna you taking him just for style? Him or Chris Paul? Yeah, you got look it up. Look, look on, my look pop, my those. pop
0: said Magic, Magic. You got J Will,
1: magic, magic, Magic in there. Jay Will, J Will, fancy Magic. See, I can't take Magic or LeBron. I think those are the two best passes of all time. But I think mm-hmm. because they're six eight, six nine, the way they can see the floor, you can't bother them. So they're definitely up there, but for someone my size, Chris Paul or Tay Go check out Tay Okay. okay. Out
0: their, and also uh, so,
1: I got to backtrack real quick cuz I seen Roy, I de, Royce is definitely in my in my top 5 too for Minnesota Hoopers. I forgot about yeah.
0: Look, they owe you in the comments, man. Yeah, they yeah, you. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, I always put Royce in there too when I'm having that conversation. I just blanked
0: up. <laughs> up okay. There. Uh shooting. Shooting. Oh man,
1: I'm going I'm going Steph Got to. Got to okay. go.
0: Okay. Uh defense oof
1: defense man <laughs> defense. <laughs> damn, uh perimeter defender,
0: yeah, we do whatever uh, well yeah i should I should be more clear on that, yeah, so yeah, so do perimeter defense, perimeter defender, oof,
1: and I'm you know, I don't like to play defense no more, so. I don't really <laughs> <like you>. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Oh uh damn. Uh defense. Who am I going with for defense? I'm hey, going go, to go. You can go Scotty. You can go Kawhi. You, you know can what? go
1: You know what? I'm gonna go because it's kind of a I'm gonna go
0: Drew Holiday. That's a good one. I'm gonna go Drew Holiday. That's a good one. Alright, rebounding. Uh ooh,
1: man. Definitely got to go KG. Got to go KG.
0: Okay. I'm surprised you didn't say Robin.
1: Nah, I got to go KG. Okay. I ain't mad
0: I at that. Robin Robin and Rebinder, but I got to go KG. Okay. Uh, clutch. Clutch?
1: Yep. Jordan. <laughs> got to be.
0: <laughs> gotta All right. Be. What about IQ? Brown. Okay. Okay. So this question, so what is your – so your dominant position, you're a point guard, correct? Yep. Okay. So I want you to give me your top five point guards of all time. Top five point guards of all
1: time? Oh, I like this one. Um, Top five Magic. Um, Isaiah Thomas is two. Uh – Three, I got to go with CP. Well, not, not in any particular order, but CP is in my top five. Okay. I've never seen Oscar Robinson play, Oscar Robertson play, so I can't say that. Um, yep. Uh, is Brown a point guard? No, nah, I'll put him in small forward. Is James hey, Harden Hey, but
0: forward? it's so fire, though. It's so fire,
1: though, man. you going to put Brown as your point guard? No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Because I, I, I don't know what the what the criteria is. Um, is James Harden a point guard?
0: He mostly it too. He, he's just like Brian. Okay. That's not his position, but hey, okay. you, he could do whatever. He
1: versatile. All right. So CP, uh, Isaiah, Steph, Magic, and number five. five is really like I could go, I could go a lot of different ways. I'll put i put Nash in there, but you can go, you could I wouldn't have a problem taking him out. No, I'll put okay. Nash. In there. If you could have no, 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 I'm lying. I'm lying. Take Nash out. <laughs> J
0: kid J kid J Kid's in there. <laughs> <laughs> J-Kid, five. <laughs> okay. Uh, this question. If you could have five dinner guests, dead or alive, <laughs> who would be your five? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: five dinner guests? Yep. Uh, uh, Obama, for sure. Barry O, no doubt. Uh, Braun is going to be one. Um... I so you take said like, Bron, you said Bron Obama. Bron Obama. I would take um, probably like, I want like W.E. Dubois or, or you know, Marcus Garvey, someone like that um, mm-hmm. from back in the day. I, I don't That's really easy. have a per- Just someone with that perspective from that time period. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, honestly, it would be a joint. I would want to see Malcolm and, and Martin Luther King sit down together just to see, just to really get the, because, you know, now you get the narrative of what the difference of perspective was, but to yeah. see them two have an actual conversation at that level would nice. be something that would be crazy Super powerful. Yeah. yeah, so it would be just very interesting because, you know, obviously narratives change up and, you know, people say, oh, he felt this way, but to see them two actually interact, especially the way how they said they was getting on the same page towards the end, you know, would be... Would be cool to see.
0: Okay. For you, do you have any routines you do before a game?
1: Yeah. Uh so it's changed up a little bit, but it used to, it, this year it's changed up. Used to, I used to listen to uh to BMF every game before every game. <laughs> and then, you know, more of it's just on court. Uh I just, you know, I do my little shooting warm up, little shooting pre pre uh shooting warm up, pre-game warm up is what I'm trying to say. Um I used to listen to Blow Money Fast. Now I listen to the whole Carter Two soundtrack, as much of the Carter Two soundtrack as I can before the game start.
0: So who's on the playlist before games? Are you
1: strictly straight rap? Or you just straight go? straight straight Wayne. Straight Wayne the mob. Every <laughs> Okay. These young these young cats don't know about Wayne, man. These these super young cats, but straight the Carter Two, the mob, uh Hit 'em up, all that.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So you straight Turn up School mode. Music. Yeah, straight,
1: straight like that.
0: <laughs> okay, what has the game of basketball taught you that carries into everyday life?
1: Oh man, too much, <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much, too much. Um, discipline. Uh, how to deal with adversity. Um, you know how to work is how to how to work amongst the team politics. Um, you know. Phew. What else? Um, how to deal? How to deal with people? Um, interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Um, how to how to be a lead? How not to lead? Yep. Uh, it, honestly, you can go on forever. You know, that's that, that. And and honestly, it's taught me that basketball can teach you all those things. You know, if you have someone willing to to teach you to teach you those things. So you know. It, That's why, honestly, I'm honestly interested to see because I'm still in it to see Mm -hmm. how much of it does apply. I think a lot of it does apply. Mm -hmm. Um, But the main – the biggest thing is discipline. And, you know, I I have my own podcast as well. You know, yeah, player podcast doesn't mean my pub on here. (laughs) But – and, you know, we just had Jared Sillinger on, and he talked about how the great NBA players that he's been around do the same thing every single day. And it's just routine and discipline. And (laughs) – you know, it it almost becomes monotonous and boring in a way. But you know, that is when I've had my best seasons. I look back and you know, it's, because it's been because of health and it's been because of the routine and just this I do the same thing every day, I eat literally almost the same shit. And my bad, just, I can't swear. No, you good? You uh, cuss? Okay, and then, yeah, almost the same, almost the same things every day. And I, you know, like I said, every day before practice, I'm you know warming up same way, doing the same things every single day. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So, do you have a favorite highlight play of your career? Uh, you hit a couple game winners or something like that, or uh, I know you said y'all beat Duke. That was like a moment, but like, do you yeah. have a personal highlight? Yeah,
1: I, yeah so it's the one uh, we when we played Ohio State and it was number one. We was down like fifteen and came back, and I hit a three uh, in front of uh, in front of the bench, in front of our own bench. And honestly, it wasn't really my favorite highlight until like really until like a year or two ago because I really got to know them Ohio State dudes better so yeah. it's, made it, it's made it even because I can talk shit uh, now. <laughs> you know yeah. I played with David I played with David Lighty last year mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and uh, you know just being able to talk they all tell me I had the game of my life but I'm trying to tell them I did the same thing like two weeks later but you know <laughs> like, but uh, <laughs> But, yeah, no, probably that one. And then I actually had a shot in Germany uh, to, to send us to a championship in uh, in Germany. I hit a, a pull-up three for game. Uh, and it was supposed to be, like, this dude in Germany who was a great defender and all that. And my teammate was, like – my teammate, wheelchair. he was on the wing. He had a weak defender. And I saw him clapping for the ball. and my ego took over, and I was like, nah, I want to score. Nah,
0: I'm trying to score. If you would have missed that shot, bro,
1: you would have been in some trouble, man. Yeah, <laughs> You would have been tight. You would have been tight. But I was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> So okay. yeah, probably probably those
0: two. Okay, so if if a younger Hooper, let's say a a middle schooler, was to come to you and ask for advice on just basketball, some advice that was given to you that worked for you, what would be the advice that you would give them? Oh uh,
1: man, um, again, a lot. But um, I see Aaron Aaron in here, so I need some chopsticks. What this dude talk about? <laughs> 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 it's, it's this dude talking about me, I'm just now looking at these comments. cor <laughs>
0: Corbett, Corbett will, that's your pops, yeah, that's my pops,
1: oh okay, yeah, he co- he coming with the fire, man. okay, he said, dame about the point guard robman over here, yeah, see Trevor was in here, Trevor, Trevor Mabakwe in here, he don't even like basketball, he's a fake for <laughs> that yeah, but, um, but no, some advice for first some middle schoolers um, man, uh. I got this question before too i I think it would just be be open to you know be open be open minded and be receptive if that makes sense yeah you know it's hard to a lot of people give advice and it's really i'm sure you know it's it's really hard to understand the advice until you go through it like it's it's really hard to it's easy to like hear something, but it's difficult to really understand it yeah. But I would say, you know, if someone's telling you the same thing, if six people tell you the same thing, try and take a step back and really try and understand why they're why they're telling you that. Yeah. And open to new advice and always be open to learn and and be open to make mistakes and 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 do different things and make mistakes and and develop yeah. range because you know, especially I think having range is gonna you know. Whether it's uh, don't just do one thing. Don't just play basketball. Play football. You know, go play the piano. Be in the choir. Do do everything. You know what I'm saying. Sure. Um, so just yeah, just be open to new experiences, new advice, stuff like that.
0: Okay. What is what is your favorite hoopin' shoe of all time? <laughs> hoopin' shoe, man. Your question's fire. thinks <laughs> <laughs> shoe
1: that. I don't wear Jordans, but the eleven is my favorite hoopin' shoe. I don't wear I don't wear Jordans to hoop, but the uh the eleven is my favorite hoopin' shoe. Which yeah, one? The, the, the cool grays, the four. Okay. And then, and then the or the cool grays, the elevens, uh, and then the what does uh, for the four?
0: Okay. All Hoops. right. So give me your favorite basketball movie. Uh, just one. You can do a couple. You know, you can have a couple favorites.
1: Okay, but uh, he got game, no doubt. Yep. A butter rim. Yep. Um, loving basketball, obviously. And then, honestly, my favorite one though is probably six man. The six man. Okay, I've not seen that before. <laughs> yes, you have. You lying? The six man lying. with Marlon Wayans and uh, and Canadian Okay, okay, and okay. Died. I just say had a name. I just ain't had a name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I now this
0: question, like, bro. Okay. I like I think mine was Coach Carter. Coach Carter my favorite. Coach Carter ever. up there. Coach Carter yeah. five. So now these questions, bro, Hoop dreams is who is would five. you who would you rather have? So I'm gonna give you two names. You just see who you rather have on your team, all right? Bron and KD.
1: Bron. Easy.
0: <laughs> Steph or Dame.
1: Steph. Uh, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Steph. Ah, Steph, I'll go with Steph, I'll go with Steph. Okay, James Harden or Luca? James Harden, no question.
0: Wow, okay. Kawhi or Giannis? Kawhi, easy. Brad Beal or Jimmy Butler?
1: Ooh. Ooh. God damn. Uh, I'll go with, I'll go with Jimmy. Okay, now, for now.
0: Okay,
1: but I don't uh, nec- and I don't necessarily think Jimmy is better. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think necessarily think Jimmy is better. I like Brad's game more. Yeah, so I just think it, it's tough. I don't, I'll go with Jimmy. I'm gonna go with Jimmy.
0: Okay, uh, Jokic or Embiid? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go, I go. I'm gonna go with Jokic for now. Okay. You gonna go with Dirk or Tim Duncan? Tim
1: Duncan, no question. And next time put KG or Tim Duncan. Now, ain't no Dirk out here, I'm from
0: Minnesota, man. <laughs> ain't
1: no Dirk out here. That he had that nice little run, but nah. nah.
0: Okay, okay, I got you. Steve Nash Jason Kidd? J Kidd. Melo or Paul Pierce? Mello. Uh Russ or D-Rose? D-Rose, hands down. Healthy? Okay. Healthy? Yeah, healthy. healthy? Oh, yeah, D-Rose. Yeah. Rose. Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> I'm going to go with d Book. Okay. Okay, I got you. Now, we're going to kind of – that's it for my basketball. We're going to kind of go into, like, a little bit of music, and then we all okay, done here, bro. Bet, 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 bet. Give me your top five rappers of all time. Time, time out. Before we go into the
1: music, can we go back to the James Harden and the Luca real quick? I just want to say, Luca is not there yet. For, like Lucas cold. Lucas Cole. Okay, and he's not there to the point where he's like a top five player just yet. He's more in that conversation with like Jason Tatum and and D Book for me. Luca, and the reason I say that is because he puts up numbers, but until inter- James Harden has done played the way he's played for years and won at a high level. Like he's been to the Western Conference Finals. He's been in the playoffs every. The only he's pretty much lost to the NBA champion or NBA or Western Conference uh, champions every year. Luka hasn't won a playoff series yet, and to be he's only been in
0: the on the league like a year or two, bro.
1: That, that's my point. He's he averaging right. a
0: triple double already,
1: bro. But but if you watch how Luca plays, like. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, them dudes could average those numbers if they played the way that – like, Luca gets the – they get a rebound. Luca stands at the free throw line and gets the outlet pass and yeah. b- walks into a ball. So he has the ball the whole game. Okay. Like, I was, so, I was and, and that's nothing – that's not saying he's not nice. He's cold. But it's yeah. like if you give Jamal Murray or Jason Tatum or Donovan Mitchell the ball and let yeah. them just hold it and make plays the whole game – they're yeah. going to put up crazy numbers, and we saw it happen in the playoff when Donovan That's Mitchell crazy. had the ball the whole game. So it's yeah. not saying Lucas Cole, but he's not at the level where he's impacting the game, in my opinion, to how people are saying Not at James Harden's level. Respect not, that. You know, I respect that. Not yet. But he will. He will, though. But anyway.
0: If somebody said pause, lay on your neck, bro.
1: Listen, I'm not even I'm not even gonna acknowledge A <laughs> B bored somewhere. I know he off Don Julio somewhere bored. You know <laughs> hey, don't you got a kid, man, now? Where, don't, don't put the baby to bed, man. God damn, worried about me.
0: <laughs> but yeah, give me your top five rappers of all time.
1: Top five rappers. Uh shoot. J. Cole. Uh Drake. I'll go jay zi uh, I'ma go with I'ma go with Tupac. I'll okay. uh, go pop. Um and number five.
0: Number five, I don't know. Come on, man! You ain't say Wayne yet. I was like, hold on. Oh, I'm tripping. I am tripping. Wayne. Yeah, I'm bugging. I like, hold on, hold on. You listen to Wayne before games, but he ain't in your top five. That's a,
1: yeah, yeah. Wayne, <laughs> easy, easy. Wayne. This man, my cousin on here said, "Base God, man." <laughs> 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 Yo, base God. He did. Base God. Okay. key should be top five for putting the curse on KD and <laughs> in the playoffs, and that shit really worked. Oh man. No Kendrick. There's no, no Kendrick. No Kendrick. No Kendrick. No, Kendrick. Nah, I love Kendrick. Good Kid, Mad City was cold, but some of his other stuff, I was like, yo, bruh. Okay.
0: If you would listen to three albums, (laughs) mixtapes, EPs, whatever you want to call it, for the rest of your life, what three albums would you listen to? Man, Drought 3,
1: Carter 2, and the whole Drake catalog. I'm not mad at that. Yeah.
0: So what's yeah, your I, favorite in song in, right in, now? The
1: black, the black album. I throw out of a mention.
0: Okay. What's your favorite song right now?
1: Oh damn! When to say when, Drake. Yeah. As <laughs> he went in on that. Yeah. When to say when. Although my man, you ever heard? Of, uh, my man, my teammate, Jahlil wins. He just uh, he just sent me some stuff. I don't even know buddy name. Who he just sent me? said, I, <laughs> he I don't even know buddy name. Nah, like, he just said it to me last night. It was actually kind of it was decent. Uh shiesty or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. fired. Yeah, I wasn't hip to him till yesterday, but he decent. He decent. Yeah, he fired.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I think you might have answered that one already. But what was like the best piece of advice somebody ever gave you before? I think you kind of answered that before. Um, the did I? Uh, shoot, I get, there's so
1: many answers, so I might answer it differently. Um, yeah, the best piece of advice someone ever gave me was probably my dad. He, got, you know. He always he always used to tell me, it's not really advice, more like a mindset. He always just, you know, he always tell me nobody better, like, just, he, he kind of instilled that confidence in me at a young age, like, and, it, you know, now I look back and it's obviously all bullshit because I'm his kid, but at the time, it was the best advice. <laughs> but, you know, he always used to tell me, you know, nobody better, nobody better, and he would constantly say that to me all the time. And, you know, I don't think until I really got older, I understand the impact that that has on a kid, because I really, I really believe that. I still believe it, like, to this day. So, and, you know, I, I probably have to credit that to, to him.
0: Yeah. My dad told me to get you, so I'm going to get you. Give me your favorite teammate. <laughs> favorite teammate? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, hey, listen, that's, that's not how you put me on the spot, John Lure. Easy. From Wisconsin. I, I'll say that. My favorite teammate of all time, John Lure, man. He he made the game so easy. Um yeah. It's so easy, just his versatility offensively. And you know, we didn't even play we didn't even play pick and roll a ton like that. And I wish going back, I wish we could have played even yeah. more. Because, you know, it was it was really easy.
0: Facts. Exactly. And then the last question I got for you, bro, is who you think I should have on here next, you know, to get on here and tell their story and, you know, give motivation to the youth. You know what I'm saying? Cause I like to look at it as yeah, us watching y'all playing college ball and pro ball. We don't know what y'all go through besides what y'all allow us to know, you know. So I want to help get this platform to motivate the younger generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of people. Uh,
1: I'm trying to think, someone from Minnesota or just some from, from whoever? Think, it could be anybody. Whoever. Um, uh, you know, I think I think Brandon Paul. Uh, you know Brandon Paul. mm I, I I think he played at uh, Illinois, right? Illinois. Um, yeah he's one guy who we just we actually just had him on ours uh or Jared Sullinger like Brandon Brandon is unique though um his perspective he has such an entrepreneurial an entrepreneur but just a, he he approaches the game with such a business like mindset um, Yeah, very professional like mindset and same with Jawad Jawad Williams my teammate out here um they both approach the game so professionally and Jawad's played till he's like 37 um mm-hmm. he kind of he's had that back and forth experience where you know he played he was a mcdonald's all-american he went to carolina he uh didn't get drafted while well, all his teammates did which i can't imagine what that would be like um yeah. went overseas made it back to the league and then not his play for you know 17 years pro which is yeah. you know, which is crazy or you could get Bria hartley on here i can i could plug that with Bria hartley played for phoenix mercury she went to UConn okay
0: U- yeah North- you good yeah, yeah, if you could plug me with them guys, I definitely love to have them on here, bro. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely will. I have fun, man. It's, it's I a lot. appreciate, hey, my guys. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> no Good doubt. Good luck out there in Japan. I know it's what Sunday morning out there. It's only Saturday night
1: for us. Yeah. So, so well, uh, man, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know. Days be getting mixed together now. <laughs> <laughs> is is it is it hard, man, trying to talk to the family back back in the states? No, actually, the time difference for talking to people isn't too bad because I I go to sleep and wake up with people. You know what i'm saying so like like you said you y'all about to go to bed or it's later at night and i'm just waking up and then yeah. I'm, when i'm going to sleep people are just waking up so it's it's not yeah. too bad and you know matter of okay. fact i was talking to jawad about that he he started playing overseas when they had calling cards and i was like and like that and i was like oh man nah <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I don't know if i would have made it then now it's easy you got facetime i mean this is about as close to, to teleportation as you can get now so. exactly
0: exactly yeah uh, but- but, yeah, my guy, I appreciate you, man. Wish my you job. the best. Appreciate you. success. Hell to you, bro. And uh, we'll chop it up. We'll stay in touch.
1: You as well. I appreciate you having me on, man. All right. Peace, bro. Uh, yep, yeah, later.